Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. So this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayera. And here we have the beginning of the Ten Plagues. Right, so last week, Parsha Shmois, right, the Jews were enslaved. And, um, right, and then Moshe comes back and says, let my people go. So this is the beginning of the let my people go part. Um, but there's a discussion. The discussion is, how many plagues happened? Was it ten plagues? So Rebbe says there was, every time that there was a plague, for each plague, there was actually four plagues. And Rabbi Akiva says that for each plague, there was five plagues. So the idea is, why, why, why does Rabbi Akiva say one way and Rabbi Akiva say another way? So the, the point is, is that Egypt was, was a place of such impurity that the plagues were not just a mode of forcing the Egyptians to let the Jewish people go. It wasn't just to strong arm them so that they so that they leave. But rather it was it was it was to rectify the impurity that this that Egypt had placed upon the world and upon the material existence that it lies on. So what does that mean? That means that everything's composed out of four elements, fire, air, water, earth. So Rabbi Ezra says that every time that there was a plague, there was four plagues, one to attack each of those four, each of those four elements, those four fundamental elements, to destroy them. Why? Because, they, because fundamentally now, because of their existence in the state of Egypt, they were, they were impure. They were tainted, and they needed to be dis- destroyed. And, and, and as a result, changed, we know, right? To destroy and then change. When we change, when we want to fix something, right? When you want to renovate a house, right? You destroy everything that you don't need, right? In order to then put in the things that you do need, right? To take away the impurity, destroy it, in order for, it to, for the purity to then exist in that thing. So, but Rabbi Kiva says... Uh uh-uh. uh, it comes from it comes from something. There, every time there was five, every time there was a plague, there was five plagues. Why? Because it comes from something much deeper. What well, the impurity reached much deeper. It reached the essence of that thing. It reached not only the things that comprise that thing, but the the very thing that that makes it that thing. So, if we can say it, the thingness of that thing. The concept of that thing, the thing that brings that thing to life, the, the vital energy that, that makes it. So here the Rebbe says, in order to, to, in order to, to, this, to really understand it, we have to, we have to understand um, something about chametz. Right? Chametz, as we know, is leavened bread, and on Passover, we're not allowed to eat leavened bread. Bread that rises. So, right, so there's two levels of it. One, you're not allowed to eat it, right? Then the other thing, right? We go crazy making sure that there's no chametz at all in our possession, that we don't even see it. So this leads to two. This this, this parallels to the discussion. One is just the form of the chametz, right? So we the, the utility of the chametz is you don't eat it. That's that's Rebbe, that's Rebbe Yezer. Ah, but Rabbi Akiva says not only not only the form but the essence of it. Meaning, the chametz can't be seen, can't be anywhere in your possession. It has to be completely destroyed. What, so, now even deeper. What, is it, what, what, is it, what does that mean? 
That means that the we're talking about the destruction of the chametz, right? So if chametz is found in your possession, there's two ways that's discussed to dis- to dispose of it. One way is that you can cast it in the wind, but then there's still a semblance of it. It, it exists. It exists somewhere. Right, so the form still the the form might be destroyed, might be crushed into crumbs, and might be thrown away into the wind. But nonetheless, it's the semblance of it still exists. The other way, as we hold, is that it must be destroyed, destroyed completely, so that no aspect of it is found whatsoever. And so, this then leads us to what what it means the discussion of the of the four plagues. Every time there was a plague, or five plagues each every time there was a plague. What does it mean? What, what was Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim is limitations. And when we leave Mitzrayim, when we leave Mitzrayim, we're leaving limitations. So a person can be, so when, 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 we're, when we're destroying the matter, when we're destroying Egypt that's keeping us at bay, we can destroy only up until the material existence, the material plane, such that, okay, I, wanna, I, want, I want to change my life. I want to be a better person. I want to do this, that, and the other. But what? But but I'm only going to do it until it's intellectually feasible. And you know, also, also when it's socially acceptable, for what is socially, what is considered socially acceptable. So that's the semblance of of chametz. That means that the chametz, right? You cast it into the, you cast it into the wind. You don't care if it exists somewhere else, right? So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do what you have to do. Ah, but it, but if, but if society somehow deems it unacceptable, if society says you know you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that, and as a result, you know you become you become aware of yourself. You become aware that you know people are judging you, people are thinking negatively upon you, so on and so forth. You'll, you'll stop. You'll be limited. Those limitations will still exist because there's some semblance of it. And what's that semblance? That semblance is the limitation of yourself that you impose upon yourself. And then there's, and then there's the true exodus that is beyond limitation. That is beyond the calculations and the limitations that you impose upon yourself. So the societal limitations, right? We 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 we're limited by society. We're limited by Yitzhahara, things that hold that hold us in place, that we're not in place, but things that hold us back from who we can be. And the question is, who is that person that we could be? That's the discussion. Who is that person that we can be? Rabbi Yezer says, the person that you can be is only up until the material. Right? And then, and then you're 100% good. Rabbi Akiva says, no, you're much further. You can go much further. And not only that, but the impurity, the, 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 the per- perversion can go much deeper. God forbid. So it needs to come back to the fundamental essence of who you are. And that is Yechidah Shabbat that's this level of self that's attached to God, that is attached to the oneness of Hashem, that is your fundamental essence, your pure and total potential. And it stems from their two different backgrounds. Rabbi Ezra comes from Jews, from Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Whereas Rabbi Akiva comes from converts. And Rabbi Akiva knows the difference of changing one's essence and what and what what a change in essence was, could be whereas you're right that 
Rabbi Ezra is right in saying, you know, we're all we're we're good. You know, we just need to change the the surface level stuff. But on the on the whole, we're good. We come from a good place, so the the source is the source is good. Rabbi Kiva says, no, no, no. I know what it means that the source could be tainted. I know what it means that the source can be tainted, and it needs and it needs to, and it needs to change. Why? So that the essence of self can come out. Because if the essence of self doesn't isn't allowed to come out, then all you're doing is 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 living a surface level existence. You're never allowing yourself to tap into your pure and total potential. And this is when the, the, so there's this, the, the Rebbe brings that somebody says Shema, right? There's a story that somebody said Shema, and we're, we usually have a custom that we that we lengthen the Echad. We say Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad. And he says, You see, he said, You see, I held it for a whole, almost a full minute. Almost a full minute. I mean, you're account- holding each second. Each second you're counting that, you're, that, you, that you'll show people, look how long I, could, I can calculate the echad the, the for. Sorry, not calculate. Look how long I can hold the echad for. Meaning there's a calculation. When, you're pl- when, you, see these, when you see athletes who are, who are in the game, there's no calculation of, of how hard I should play or how, or, or, how difficult I, or how difficult things will be or how, much, how fast I should run or da-da-da. No, you just run as fast as you can. You play as hard as you can. You do all the things as best as you can. There's no calculation. There's no limitation of self. And that's the ultimate mitzvah, the, 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 the limitation that we impose upon ourselves. They would say, we've done enough, but that's not the truth. The truth is, you have to take away even the Egypt within yourself, and that's the essence. That the, that there's that that's where it reaches. That limitate the limitation, the governor le- reaches all the way to the essence of self, holding yourself back from reaching and fulfilling your true and essential purpose in life. And this is what Rabbi Akiva and Eliezer differ. Rabbi Akiva says, you have to go all the way to the end. It's true. Start start changing the material. Start changing the different aspects, the different the different elements that comprise yourself to get yourself into a good place. But don't stop there. Go to the well. Go to the thing that drives you. Go to the thing that motivates you. And what is that? Your true and ultimate self. So l'chaim l'chaim good Shabbos. And just before we conclude, I just want to say one thing. This has a significance and relates to something very important in today's day and age where everyone is talking this way or that way. Opinions are here, opinions are there. About how one should live their life, how one must live their life, how Israel should behave. The point that we should take, I mean the point that I take is, do what you need to do. What, the Rebbe says in, in, in one video I watched, what relation does the UN have to Israel to tell it what to do? What connection does anyone have with us, with the Jewish people, with our neshama, with our essential foundation, with our homeland, with the mitzvahs, with our mission in life, other than us? And it is exactly this idea that I think is really being conveyed here, that the limitations that can be imposed upon us on a societal level, on a, on a personal level, these limitations... These limitations hold us back from doing what's true, what's right, and what must be done. When Israel acts, it should not act in a way where every time it does something, it puts out a video saying how it did and why it did and why it didn't hurt anybody. And da, da, da. Just act. Just do what you need to do. Because this is Mitzrayim. This is Egypt. As, as, as Eliezer says, five plagues. The matter and the essence. What we're doing is true. What we're doing is good. What we're doing is correct. 
and we're not doing it out of out of hate we're not doing it just out of just out of just out of simple desire to do but we're doing it out of necessity because this is what needs to be done and this is what we're this is what we must do and we must not apologize we must not step back we must continue going forward and this is the idea of destroying the chametz, of destroying this 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 feeling of self that holds us back, that that cares about what other people think because they might they might speak badly about us. But if you're true and you're real, and you know what's what's right and it must be done, then you don't need to apologize because it's true, real, and right. It's a hundred percent correct, and we must not back down. L'chaim, l'chaim, good Shabbos, and like this, we will bring Mashiach where we'll have the ultimate, real court, the Sanhedrin. Not these phony kangaroo courts that pretend like they know anything about what's going on. They have, as the Rebbe says, they have no connection. And the Rebbe says, the terms are not negotiable. Because it says, not only in the Torah, but the Rebbe says, in the Bible, that's known and accepted across the world, that this is our land, this is our home, and there is not up for discussion. So we should not care about any of these phony discussions, any of these things, because what's true and is real is Yechidashib and Nefesh, our essential connection to Hashem, and our essential duty and our mission of fulfilling Hashem's request of bringing, of making this world a dear betachtainim, and bringing Mashiach from here, bringing the mamish that we will all be in Israel, l'chaim.